Thanks for joining us today for Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports. Next Tuesday is the 79th Major League Baseball All-Star Game from Yankee Stadium. And coming up, host Ron Brown will visit with former Brooklyn Dodgers pitcher Carl Erskine, who appeared in the 1954 All-Star Game, the same year FCA was founded. Erskine was one of the earlier members of FCA's National Board of Trustees. He won five National League pennants with the Dodgers and the 1955 World Series title. Erskine also threw two no-hitters in his career. But today's topic surrounds his relationship with Jackie Robinson, who broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. You'll be moved by Ron's conversation with Carl Erskine. We will also get a report on one of FCA's newest sports ministry, skateboarding. We've got a lot in store for you in the next 30 minutes, so let's get started. Here's the host of Sharing the Victory, University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Ron Brown. In our segment on Where Are They Now, we are highlighting a man who was there in the world of sports witnessing for Jesus Christ uh, right around the inception of FCA back in the 1950s, Carl Erskine, a very familiar name to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for a number of years. Carl, welcome to the show. Yeah, Ron, thank you. Well, my pleasure. One of the reasons why I really appreciate you as a man and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, because I've seen it play out, and I've, I've read about it playing out in, in individual lives. For example, when you were coming along in Major League Baseball, well, just before you became a Major League Baseball player, Jackie Robinson, the famed African-American baseball player who broke the color barrier, was with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And my understanding is that you were involved in a spring training, and uh, Jackie Robinson had watched you pitch and came and befriended you and said, you're going to be with the team real soon. And that that was a great sense of inspiration for you. You know, Jackie is famous for a lot of things, but one of the things he did for me as a minor league kid at Fort Worth, Texas, double-A, I pitched against the big club in the spring of 48. Mm -hmm. And after the game, Robinson looked me up. I couldn't believe it. He asked for me by name. Hmm. He came over to our dugout. He said, where's Erskine? And when I stepped out, this man, who was only in his own second year and still, you know, not really totally secure as a major leaguer yet, but mm-hmm. he stuck out his hand and he said, young man, I hit against you twice today. You're not going to be down here very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure enough, by July of that season, I was called the Dodgers, and Jackie was the first guy to my locker. Wow. I told you you couldn't miss. <laughs> so we, we got off to a great start as far as my relationship with Jackie because he initiated that first contact. Wow. What a lift for a rookie kid. Yeah, I'll bet. And, but, but, you know, Carl, the, the reality of that for Jackie and you, both of you came from different worlds. Jackie, uh, African-American, yourself, uh, white. Um, what was that like? I mean, it wasn't very popular. He, had rece- he was receiving at that time huge adversity from many Americans and many Major League Baseball players, as was the Brooklyn Dodgers and Branch Rickey for integrating baseball. Yeah, what was yeah, that like hard. for you? It's hard to go back and know what it was like in the 40s, 1940s, and earlier when America, even in Indiana where I lived, 
uh, not a southern state, but we were segregated. We had separate bathrooms, separate drinking fountains, mm-hmm. uh, hotels, restaurants uh, had signs up not welcoming uh, black guests. And it, it was a different time. But I grew up with Johnny Wilson. And Johnny was poor as dirt. And he lived two or three blocks from me. And we walked to school together, elementary school and middle school, high school. He was a good athlete, an excellent athlete. And Johnny was a black boy. And I, I never knew anything about black and white. It was Johnny was my buddy. Well, I think that prepared me perfectly for relationship with the black players we had on our team, uh, starting with Jackie. Hmm. Uh, that that never meant anything. Jackie said to me one time, you don't have a problem with this black and white thing, do you? And I said, I really don't, Jackie. My buddy Johnny Wilson taught me to be colorblind. I, I don't see that as anything. I, uh, And I told Jackie, I said, Jackie, you know, everybody with a white skin is not your enemy. And he said, well, Carl, you know, bigots do come in all colors. Hmm. He had a great insight into the relationship and that helped him to be the balanced person who could, gee, Mr. Ricky asked him to uh, turn the other cheek. Oh, boy, listen, Jackie was a fireball. Hmm. He, he was a militant makeup. He had a, he had a hot temper, and he had a zest to go after people that, uh, that abused anything. And, and this thing about race uh, segregation, he was so uptight about that. But behind all that was his mother. His mother was a strong Christian. Hmm. She raised a family, single mother, single parent, and she raised them to be a Christian, to uh, respect other people. You know, when Mr. Ricky said to Jackie, I read the parable of turning the other cheek to him from the Bible, he knew that Jackie understood that. And Ricky himself was raised by a strong Christian mother. Mm-hmm. Now, that's never come out much in the in the media, but I think behind... Mr. Ricky and Bob Jackie were these two Christian women hmm. who miles apart, worlds apart, but were brought together. And when he said to Jackie, you've got to believe this scripture, turn the other cheek, no retaliation, you'll whip the bully. If you fight back, this experiment won't work. And Jackie could do that. He contained himself hmm. all these first two or three years. And I'm telling you, I'm not a fighter necessarily, but I don't know that I could have taken what Jackie did hmm. and still retain his composure and just play baseball and just take it out on the, on the base paths and just be an intense player, but never fight back. And I thought that was the most remarkable thing in sports I ever saw was how he had the self-control. And, you know, if you dig down in there, it was the scripture and the belief in the scripture that said this is passive resistance is the way to win this war and and he did win it don't go anywhere because we have much more with carl the two people that probably impacted carl the most was jackie robinson and carl's son jimmy in fact there are a lot of similarities between the two you're going to hear about it next on sharing the victory You have talent, you have ability. As an athlete or coach, you are expected to deliver results. But for a Christian competitor, it isn't just about winning. It's about reaching for a higher level. So let the competition begin and let the glory, let the glory, let the glory be God's. Want your love for sports to represent your love for Christ? 
Become a part of Team FCA and sign the competitor's creed. Visit FCA.org. That's FCA.org. The work of FCA can be summed up in four words. Coaches, campus, camp, and community. The four C's are vital in fulfilling FCA's vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. There's FCA staff in your area ready to partner with you in seeing this vision through. To find out how you can get involved with FCA in your community, go to fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory. I'm your host, Ron Brown. We're going to continue my conversation with former Brooklyn Dodgers pitcher Carl Erskine. The focus is on Carl's relationship with his African-American teammate, Jackie Robinson, who broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. You wrote a memoir regarding Jackie's battle for racial equality and, and about your friendship, and it was called What I Learned from Jackie Robinson. And if there was one thing, Carl, that you did learn from Jackie Robinson that you can share with us that would pertain to our faith in Jesus Christ and how we're to live with the adversities and the opposition that we experience as Christians, what would that be? Well, you know, I played with Jackie for nine seasons. And I saw him go through the early years, and then I saw barriers come down. I saw the last hotel in the league after seven years finally accepted all of our black players. It took a long time, but baseball accepted Jackie quickly. But then my son Jimmy was born, and he was Down syndrome. He was born in 1960. Hmm. And the world wasn't any more ready to accept somebody as different as Jimmy hmm. as they were Jackie. So now I begin to see these parallels between what Jackie faced and the rejection and the indignities and the superstition and tradition and, and all the hokey stuff of why we should be segregated. And, and he broke a lot of those barriers down. I watched him do that, and I lived with him through the baseball seasons, and he and I were close friends off the field. And I learned that Jackie could contain himself. And, mm-hmm. and Jesus tells us, be in control. Don't be angry at your brother. Be content. Be sweethearted. And you know what? It was tough for me with Jimmy when they said no group homes, no schools, families just shut away and withdrew from the mainstream. But when I remembered how Jackie handled some of those rejections, Mm -hmm. it helped me immensely and my wife Betty. And you know what? Jimmy now has lived from 1960. Jimmy is now 48 years old. Mm -hmm. In his lifetime, I've seen all these barriers come down. Now we have public schools, we have Special Olympics, we have group homes, job mm-hmm. placement, and an acceptance. And when Jimmy goes with me through an airport or anywhere, people are friendly. They see him as a Downs person, come right over, mm-hmm. speak to him. When he wins a medal in Special Olympics, I think Jackie and the momentum he started had something to do with my son Jimmy's acceptance. Now, that's a stretch in some people's mind. But Jackie started something before anybody else started it. Even Martin Luther King came along a decade later and benefited from Jackie stepping out on the field, proving he belonged, and handling himself in dignity. And people said, why would we reject this man? He belongs there. He's a major leaguer in every sense of the word. Jimmy is treated like a true... He works at Applebee's restaurant. He's been there nine years. 
That's unbelievable. He has accepted. Well, those two stories of Jackie and Jimmy, to me, resonate the scriptures, the gospel of acceptance, of seeing people for who they are, and for giving them the opportunity to be who they can be. And that's straight out of the scriptures. So Jesus and the, the teachings, the belief in the Holy Spirit and the Father in heaven, uh, and Jimmy, God love him, he in his own way, he has a, a very deep spiritual sense. He prays at every one of our meals. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we're in the White House or in the outhouse. Jimmy prays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, he leads us. <laughs> hey, could you believe that? Well, that's just the magic of... Uh, of the belief and the faith. Well, Carl, I have to say, this is the first time on this show I've been choked up and speechless. Yeah, that was very moving what you just said. And um, I, I just have to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for how he would bring about uh, his purpose through the vehicle of sports, through the life of you and uh, Jackie Robinson, and how would it affect even your son, Jimmy. I just feel so led to pray right now as we close this show with Carl Erickskin, and so if we could all just uh, bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, I just thank you, Lord, that you are about the business of relationships and how you love people, people that you've created in your image, uh, white men and black men and Down syndrome's men, and, and Father, all of us who would look at ourselves, so many of us in the mirror, and see something wrong and And yet, Lord, you see something wonderful, as you say in Psalm 139, fearfully and wonderfully made. And, Father, I just uh, thank you for this man of honor, Carl Erskine, as he's shared some of the truths that you've taught him through the game of baseball, through relationships, uh, racial issues, and and, uh, prejudice issues, and, and life and love, and disappointment and tragedy. And, Father, that... uh, Under the helm of Jesus Christ, we can truly be victorious. And I pray that uh, that same victorious resurrection spirit would abound in the lives of those who are listening right now. Thank you for this man, Carl Erskine, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Carl, uh, you've been a great guest for us today uh, on Where Are They Now? And believe me, we are so glad that we caught up with you. Yeah, thank you, Rod. Well, I feel humbled by uh, being asked to be a part of your uh, program and you know, I just think people make too much out of life, make it too hard. Being a believer, things kind of fall in place. Hmm. Well, my guest today has been Carl Erskine, the great former Major League Baseball player, wonderful man who loves the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for letting us catch up with you, Carl. God bless you. you. Thank you, Rodden, a lot. Coming up next... An inside look into one of FCA's newest sports ministries, skateboarding. You're listening to Sharing the Victory from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Here's a quick hit. NFL assistant coach and former tight end, Pete Metzlars. It took me you know, three or four years of studying and, and, and going to Bible studies and going to chapel programs that I realized that I had been trying to control my whole life. I've been the one who's been trying to, to hang on to it and do everything and came to the realization that I needed to let Christ have control and move my, my life from the, the shifting sands of me to the solid rock and the foundation of Jesus Christ. With it from FCA. For working out or going to the game, 
For every occasion, FCA has clothing that feels comfortable and also allows you to honor God when you wear it. Whether you're male or female, an athlete, coach, parent, or fan, you want to show you support the heart and soul in sports. And of course, Bible devotionals, worship CDs, and posters are also always available. To order online, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. Again, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. Glad you're back with us on Sharing the Victory. Up again, FCA Across America. We want to feature one of the newest sports ministries in FCA, skateboarding. Man, it's hitting this country everywhere. Check it out. Here's Sharing the Victory's Bill Bumpus. Here in Olathe, Kansas, this ramp is filled with skateboarders, a familiar scene all across the country with this growing sport. Back in 1998, we had one skate park within the Kansas City metro area. Just a little over 10 years later, we have almost 29, like 28 with one more on the way, and there's talks of more, and that's happening all over the country. Nate Giratano has been skateboarding since he was five, and now, after several years of running his own independent skateboarding ministry, he has recently joined the Fellowship of Christian Athletes as national director of its new skateboarding ministry. FCA is like a ginormous set of wheels that's going to take me out everywhere. Like immediately, right now, this summer, I'm going to be able to go out and start showing people everything I've learned in the last 10 years of my life with how to do skate ministry. So I'm going to take it to them. At the center of it all is Giratano's desire to give this generation of skateboarders something he didn't have. I have so much passion now that I've gotten saved to give back what I didn't have. I had no positive influence or role models in my life when I skateboarded. And I see now these kids coming up around me everywhere that have that, and they're just becoming carbon copies You know, 15 years later. Same thing happening over and over again. And I want to stifle and stop that and get some light in that dark culture. Giratano knows there's some work to be done in breaking down false impressions. You know, you can't be a skater and a Christian at the same time. It's like an oxymoron, double negative, but that's not the case. We begin just breaking those misconceptions and through friendship, creating those bridges uh, to show kids Christ through skateboarding just one-on-one. And what does he envision for the future? I uh, really just envision internships with kids, taking kids on missions trips, just giving kids what I didn't have. Every kid out there wants to skateboard because that's like their niche where they fit in. Just give them something to do with it, you know, give them something positive to, to put their efforts into so they don't steer toward the world. Nate Giratano says his major prayer need right now is for financial support so he can spend most of his time doing what he loves, reaching kids for Christ through skateboarding. If you would like to lend your financial support, you can find out more at fcaskateboarding.org. That's fcaskateboarding.org. For Sharing the Victory, I'm Bill Bumpus. I appreciate that interview. I wonder if Bill can skate as well as he can interview. <laughs> sharing the Victory is available anytime at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Listen to the past programs and also subscribe to the free weekly podcast. Check us out online at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Next Tuesday is baseball's all-star game, one of the grandest features in sports. And FCA president Les Steckel will have some thoughts on this great summer classic. That's next when Sharing the Victory continues. We've got our game plan down for the next game, no doubt about it. 
but I wish we could go over a game plan for life. I mean, every day I walk into this locker room and bam, here it comes. Peer pressure, drugs, partying, you name it. I never know what to say, I never know what to do. I need someone who can coach me for life and give me purpose. There is a master coach waiting to give you a new game plan for life. Go to morethanwinning.org. Hey, this is Jimmy Page, National Director of FCA Health and Fitness. I'm excited about our new daily podcast called Fit Life Today. Fit Life Today is 90 seconds of information and inspiration you need to live a fit life. It's a practical blend of spiritual principles, physical training, and common sense advice to help you live the full life that Jesus came to give. Subscribe today to receive the free daily podcast at fcahealthandfitness.org. That's fcahealthandfitness.org. Live a fit life. Come on, you can do this. Hi, Ron Brown back with you with FCA's national radio show, Sharing the Victory. You know, when we talk about Jackie Robinson and breaking the color barrier, it's very interesting that a Christian who was white, Carl Erskine, moved into Robinson's realm as a friend. And and I think it's wonderful. You know, we Christians are the love experts. If there's any devaluing regarding color or gender or where people are from or the language they speak at, we Christians ought to be the proactive ones. We're the love experts. God has called us to reach out across this planet and remind everyone that we all have one commonality, and that is that we're all guilty of sin and that we need a Savior. And Jesus is the answer for everyone. And it's a great time for Christians to recognize that God created every single person, no matter what their racial background or language or where they're from, in his very image. And God invites us Christians to break down those things that devalue human beings. We should be at the top of the charts. We should be the ones leading any type of a barrier that should be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I love the fact that a Christian, Branch Rickey and Carl Erskine, had a lot of influence in seeing to it that Jackie Robinson was welcomed on the Brooklyn Dodgers. It not only did great things for this nation and world, it advanced the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you, I out there listening. Take courage. Stand strong, even against the opposition and all of those that might tease you for taking a stand. Jesus keeps perfect records. He loves what you do when you break down barriers that dishonor him. After all, there isn't going to be a black heaven, a white heaven, a north heaven, or a south heaven all divided up with railroad tracks like we have down here on earth. In fact, we're going to see people of all races and nations and tribes and tongues there, and the one commonality will be that every one of these people will have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is all that matters. And Jesus once said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Carl Erskine, for helping to reveal God's kingdom on this earth. It's now time for former college and NFL coach and current FCA president, Les Steckel. He's in the house with Coach's Corner. Next Tuesday, Major League Baseball Summer Classic, the annual All-Star Game, will be played in New York City. For the last time, the All-Star Game will be played in historic Yankee Stadium before it's torn down at the end of the season. It's hard to imagine, but the most famous stadium in all of sports is to be torn down and replaced by a brand new stadium right across the street in the Bronx. They called it the house that Ruth built, and Yankee fans will no longer be able to see where their team won 26 world championships. 
In recent years, many of baseball's top stars who were elected by the fans for the Major League All-Star Game have chosen to stay home and get some rest with their families rather than represent their league and team and play in this time-honored game. While I certainly always encourage family time, it's disappointing some players turn down this privilege that all of us as young baseball fans dreamed about one day doing. Maybe this year, with a chance to play one more time in Yankee Stadium, more of the players will be willing to allow their names to be a part of that lineup. I know I can't ever imagine Stan Musial or Ernie Banks or Mickey Mantle turning down their fans who voted so they could play in the All-Star game. To them, it would have been about as unthinkable as a politician running for office. But after getting elected, deciding he or she didn't want to serve in that office anyway, so they wouldn't take the seat they just earned. I'm guessing we all know at least several people, however, who've turned down the greatest privilege, the greatest honor anyone could ever truly imagine, and that is the gift of eternal life, freely given by Jesus Christ to all who accept his incredible love, which, as Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, was demonstrated while we were still sinners. Perhaps there's someone you've been talking to about Christ for many years, maybe even someone in your own family, and they've been resisting your invitation to receive Christ for a long time. I understand their reluctance is discouraging to you, and you find it hard to believe. They won't accept the greatest gift ever to be given. How can you respond to their indifference? Well, first of all, don't ever give up praying for them. Christ's love is not perishable. It has no expiration date. It will be just as fresh and powerful and vibrant tomorrow, but it certainly is best taken when first offered. Second, don't forget God's timing is perfect. There may be a critical life lesson that individual has yet to learn, which will make him or her an even more effective ambassador for Christ when they make their decision to finally follow him. Third, remember the way you live your life in gratitude and in service to the Lord for the free gift of eternal life he's given you? may be the single best reason that individual will want to make the same decision for Christ as you did. Allow me to encourage you as a coach to continue to model our Master Jesus Christ. I've always had a sign in my football office that said, Share Christ at all times. If necessary, use words. God bless you as you witness Christ and what it means to be on the Lord's lineup card for all eternity. Godspeed. We're less than a month away from the Summer Olympics. We'll begin our coverage next week on a special Olympic feature. We'll have Josh Davis, a five-time Olympic medalist in swimming. We'll also have Kevin Jackson, the Olympic wrestling coach. In addition, we're going to hear from former NFL safety Steve Fitzhugh, a very powerful national speaker for the FCA ministry. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which will you choose? Have a great week from all of us here at Sharing the Victory. We'd love to know what you think about the show. You can call, write, or visit us on the web. Our phone number, 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-788-5031. Our address at Sharing the Victory is 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Again, that's 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. And on the web, you'll find us at sharingthevictory.com and click on radio. 
Join us again next week for Sharing the Victory, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports.